This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. I'm Kellen Walker. Jamie's out this week. Today on the show, five automakers defend California's emissions authority in court. Toyota thinks it can triple sales of its redesigned Sequoia. And America's largest supplier gears up for electrification. Plus, global audio streaming service TuneIn wants more automakers to embrace its platform. We'll hear from CEO Richard Stern about why the company is specifically targeting EV makers for partnerships. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Five automakers are defending California's power to set its own emission standards in a federal lawsuit. Ford, BMW, Honda, Volkswagen, and Volvo filed a motion on Tuesday to intervene in the case. Last month, 17 Republican attorneys general sued the EPA over its decision to reissue a waiver that restored California's authority to limit vehicle greenhouse gas emissions. The state's mandates are more stringent than the federal standards. At least 16 other states and the District of Columbia have adopted stricter emissions standards, according to the California Air Resources Board. That represents more than a third of all light vehicle sales in the U.S. Toyota believes it can at least triple U.S. sales of its redesigned 2023 Sequoia. The three-row large SUV is getting a bevy of powertrain and technology improvements. It's also getting better towing capacity and a standard hybrid powertrain with better fuel economy. The starting price will be just under $60,000. It's the first time in 14 years that the Japanese automaker has redesigned the Sequoia. U.S. auto safety regulators are investigating a New York Ford dealership over allegations that it sold at least one vehicle without doing required recall repairs first. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it received information indicating that Healy Brothers Ford in Beacon, New York, failed to do the repairs on a Ford Escape with an outstanding safety recall. The 2021 Escape compact crossover was recalled in August for fuel delivery modules that may leak inside the fuel tank, potentially causing an engine stall. A message-seeking comment was left with the dealership. And Bosch says it'll invest $420 million in its North American automotive business to gear up for electrification. The auto industry's largest supplier says it received nearly $12 billion in new electrification-related orders from customers worldwide last year. Bosch is also betting big on the adoption of hydrogen fuel cell technology in the market. The supplier is making a separate investment of about a billion dollars in the development of mobile fuel cells by 2024. And those are today's headlines coming up. Global audio streaming service TuneIn says EVs are a big part of its strategy to partner with automakers. CEO Richard Stern talks with our own Jamie Butters about why that is and his vision for the future of live radio in cars. That's next on Daily Drive. Listen to Fred Hayes. 
Service Manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, Fixed Operations Director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk in the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Kellen Walker. Cars and music just go together. When you think about the experience of driving a car, listening to music, some good music, or a great podcast like this one, that's a huge part of what makes it fun. But the future of that technology is changing and fast. We've got 50 million song catalogs in our front pockets that we can tap into on demand. And that's changing the way automakers think about the kinds of technology that they put into their dashboards. TuneIn is one company that hopes to play a big role in the future of audio and cars. CEO Richard Stern recently caught up with Automotive News Executive Editor Jamie Butters. He says TuneIn is especially interested in partnering with electric vehicle makers to get their streaming service to new customers. Here's that conversation. Rich Stern, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks for having me, Jamie. I appreciate it. So I understand you are targeting TuneIn for EVs. They're only 5% of the market, fast growing, but still small. What difference does that make? Why is, uh, why is EV an important target for TuneIn? I think important for us is that Radio uh, has a place in the car. Um, some people think about radio as being the soul of a car. And so as cars are being reinvented, uh, we want to be part of that reinvention process. And we want to hopefully be helpful to the, the radio broadcast industry in doing that, and hopefully our automotive partners. We started that with Tesla. Tesla was our first EV partner. Uh, and it's been a great success for, for customers, for us, hopefully for them as well. Um, and we see the opportunity to do that with a lot of other upstart vehicle manufacturers, but also take what we've learned and help larger manufacturers as they go into the world of EVs, think about how radio fits into their infotainment system and hopefully delights the customers that are going to be uh, using those products. Okay. It's not an audio quality thing or anything about the computing that makes it easier. It is a little bit. I mean, you know, EVs are kind of starting out of the box right now with great data connectivity four or 5G connectivity based in the car. That means from an app and from a media perspective, there's a lot more bandwidth for what we can do. But also most EVs kind of have this very compelling vision of an infotainment system that's app-based and that is sort of pre-wired for working with media products like TuneIn, which is very different from kind of the hybrid AM, FM radio 
navigation systems that have come before. So it, it also just happens to be that in these vehicles, the conditions are right to do something very different than maybe what was possible in their predecessors. Okay. Well, we see whether it's electric or with uh, you know regular gas gasoline-powered cars, a lot of apps built into the dash, including, of course, uh, you know the Apple CarPlay and uh, Android Auto, and it, that really funnels some of your your bigger rivals right onto the to the dashboard. Is that your vision? Do you want TuneIn to be built into the platform of, of vehicles entertainment systems, or you just want people to plug in their phones and play it from off of there? Well, we want to be anywhere our listeners want to listen. So that means that we've got a great Android Auto integration, a great CarPlay integration, but also we'll work natively with the manufacturer to do something that's deeply integrated and hopefully special in their vehicles as well. But we don't really pick one path to market. We're, we're kind of available um, however and, and wherever the customer would like us to be. And I think that, you know, for us, we really play in the live audio space. So, you know, we have over 100,000 uh, radio broadcasters on our platform today, as well as simulcast from uh, television broadcasters like CNBC and MSNBC and live events from Major League Baseball and from NFL and whatnot, too. Th that's a very different offering, a very different kind of audio from on-demand music, which you'd get from like Spotify or, or Apple Music. So I, I think there's room for everybody, you know, and our value proposition is when somebody like, for instance, wants to know what just happened in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Uh, they don't want to wait for the podcast. They want to know right now. Um, and right now is what we're really good at. That's what radio is, right? It's it's yeah. pure live, uh, pure live audio. I mean, I got into TuneIn looking for local sports that wasn't in my location, right? I yeah. think that's maybe a lot of a lot of folks do it that way. So when I started, it was free. I think now it and there's a, a charge. I think it was 120 a year, and now it's 40. Is that just an introductory one year price, or is that sort of at for now the price going forward? What's what's your thinking on pricing strategy? So we have a, a free tier of our product that's ad supported and that has uh, most of our terrestrial broadcast and some of our simulcast. In our premium product, we remove a lot of the commercials and we also have premium content like play-by-play -play sports that's only available in TuneIn Premium. And with our automotive partners, we're doing a couple of things. I mean, we'll have uh, certainly the free tier, but we're partnering with them to be very generous to listeners if they want to experience the premium product. So you know, uh, some of our, our automotive partnerships will have free trials that will run many months to give new car buyers an opportunity to experience this next generation of radio in the vehicle. And many of our auto partners will be just that. They'll be partners with us. They'll share in the revenue that we're creating on their platforms as well. And services revenue is a really important part of EVs and next generation automotive platforms going forward. It's not just about buying the car, it's about all the services that go around the car too. And hopefully we'll, we'll be one of them. But if a customer wants to come to tunein.com or go download our app, you know, it's, it's $14 a month on iOS, it's about $12 a month on Android, but in vehicle there'll be a substantial discount as people uh, activate and start using the service. How big is the company? So we're a private company, so we don't typically share revenues. But in terms of the reach of our platform, you know, we've got about 70 million monthly active listeners around the world. About 30% of those are in the U.S., 70% are uh, rest of world. And that's really important for the opportunity that we're trying to address with our uh, OEM partners because they need a platform that's truly global. It wouldn't really help if 
we can only help in North America or just Canada or just the US. They sell vehicles all around the world and they need a partner that's going to bring in the entire world of radio and help facilitate that. That's kind of our focus. And in what we do, that's pretty scale. You know, I'd venture to say if we're not the biggest, you know, we're pretty close to the biggest live audio platform in the world at this point. Yeah, I can see there being a lot of uh, attraction for maybe expats, uh, people who are in a in a different country and wanting to hear their home news or hometown teams, whether yeah. they're uh, stuck in America and they're from, you know, Brazil or someplace or, or they're Americans who are abroad. I think there's definitely that. But there's also, you know, and I'll use my daughter as an example. You know, she's 14 years old. She loves Wes Anderson movies. She just saw The French Dispatch. And so she went on to tune in and she's like, I just want to listen to French radio. And it's transportive. You know, it's a way of discovering a people and a culture. And in the case of, of one of her favorite stations, which is called Nostalgie, it has both American music and it has French music and it has music from other parts of the world too. And so she's going on a bit of a sonic journey and it's being curated for her by somebody in another country and, and that doesn't bother her. So I do think that one of the, the challenges for radio for a long time has been your audience is a circle around your antenna. And as we move to a digital platform like TuneIn that's really global in its scale, your audience could be anywhere, including a, a little girl in New Jersey for a French radio station in the South. It really opens up a lot of opportunities. But yeah, certainly like expats, that's a place to start. But I think this idea of discovering other parts of the world, and even other parts of our country through audio has a bigger audience than that. Okay. So I know you have a, I think you have a new CFO, you have a new chief people officer. Is this a, is this an important transformation of your management team? What's, uh, what's going on there? Yeah. So, you know, I came in as, as uh, CEO about two years ago. And, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to do was continue to develop the management team of the company so we could build a very scaled, large technology business. And that means bringing in people who've had experience in doing that before. So Tom Fueling, who's the, the new CFO, um, came to us from uh, Spokio, and he was one of the early CFOs at Hulu and brings a, a ton of expertise about building scaled media businesses to the table for us. So, you know, we're going to continue, hopefully, building a management team that has the capability to really make the most of the opportunity that we see in front of us. So you mentioned some of your partners earlier, uh, but you've you've reached a number of of new content partnerships. Some make uh, you know pretty obvious sense: the uh, iHeart, ESPN, MLB, NHL. Yeah. What are you really excited about? What's new and different that has you jazzed? To be honest with you, I'm excited about a lot of things on the platform. Certainly, <laughs> all those partners are, are really valuable for us. But you know, the thing I'm probably most excited about and this is just me personally, is a, a product that we launched called TuneIn On Air, um, which allows smaller broadcasters, emerging broadcasters, community educational broadcasters to come on the platform, benefit from the scale and distribution that we can offer um, them and reach audience. And why I think that's important is, you know, one, public educational community broadcasters provide a vital service. And so, helping make their job a little easier and making it easier for them to reach audience, I think is, is not just good business, but it's a greater good for the broader community that we serve. But, but then secondly, emerging broadcasters, people that don't have an audience yet, but are learning the art of broadcasting and need help in that, that's the future. Uh, and we believe radio as a medium has a very vibrant future and investing in the next generation of broadcasters is something that I find really exciting. Rich Dern, CEO of TuneIn, thank you so much for taking the time with Daily Drive. Thanks for having me, Jamie. 
Richard Stern is CEO of TuneIn. He spoke with our own Jamie Butters. And that's Daily Drive for today. I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on entertainment technology, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. And remember, if you enjoy the show, leave a like, leave a review, subscribe, so you never miss an episode.